You are listening to Announce, Season 3, Episode 24, The Statistician. You are listening to Announce, a podcast providing inspiration, ideas, and wisdom through engaging stories, commentary, and interviews so you can live life better. I'm Jim Fugate, and it's my privilege to share an ounce with you. I've got an intriguing story about a woman born into economic and social advantage. For now, we'll call her the statistician. Think you can guess who she is before her name is revealed? You've probably heard of her before. The name chosen for her by her parents was that of a rather well-known European city, a naming trend that many parents have followed picking a name from a beautiful and exotic place in the world for a child. She was an intelligent and precocious little girl, and this didn't change much as she grew. The statistician was given great opportunities to learn and mix in high society. She was very bright and a great learner. She was especially good with numbers, something most people don't know about her. But this girl, with a mind of her own, frequently butted heads with her parents. Her father was a very wealthy man who held a few highly valuable properties. He was indulgent of her and usually let her have her way. When she was about 17 years old, she began to discover her calling. It was not one approved of by her family. Their expectations for her were for fine culture, high society, and a suitable marriage. What she wanted to do with her life, some considered well below her standing, perhaps even scandalous. Her parents did what they could to dissuade her. They believed that if she couldn't settle down, at least she could have chosen a path that better suited her upbringing, that didn't discredit the family. But no, this headstrong young woman chose to blaze her own path in her own way. While still in her teens, she had rejected offers from suitable men and thrown herself into her life's work, much to the chagrin of her family. And within a few short years, she was famous and was known the world over. They knew her as the Lady with the Lamp, or the Angel of Crimea. That city she was named after? It was Florence, Italy. That's where she was born on May 12, 1820, to her parents, William Edward and Francis Nightingale. Florence Nightingale bucked at traditions, disobeyed her parents, and entered a profession that was not considered at all suitable for her. The lowly place and menial labor tasks of a Victorian-era nurse, that just wasn't supposed to be what she would be doing. Nurses then were, to put it delicately, not at all admired. Florence began her training at the Lutheran Hospital in Kaiserwerth, Germany. After this training, she returned to England and took a position as a nurse at Middlesex Hospital for ailing governesses. Her work ethic and dedication took her to the position of chief nurse. It was a challenging position as she grappled to turn the tide of a cholera outbreak and the unsanitary conditions which helped spread the disease. Florence made it her mission to improve the hygiene practices at the hospital and significantly lowered the mortality rate at that institution. Her next challenge, much to her family's disagreement, was at the Army Field Hospitals in Crimea in the 1850s. Using her family's connections and the tricks of politics her father taught her, she received a letter from the British Secretary of War, Sidney Herbert, to organize a team of nurses and travel to the field hospitals near the front lines. She and her nurses were not welcomed by the military physician. 
they received a rather cold reception and were, at least the military doctors tried, to just ignore them at first. And they were left to work in filthy and overcrowded facilities and to figure things out on their own. Well, Florence was tenacious, unwilling to accept excuses and unwilling to make them. She found a way to acquire what was needed, and she and her team worked to improve sanitary conditions and grappled to provide care to the sick and wounded. They became loved creatures of mercy to those they treated. Using those math skills, Florence participated in a study which showed that an appalling number of casualties were caused by preventable conditions. In fact, 16,000 of 18,000 deaths were from preventable diseases, not battle. Her methods proved the worth of good nursing in the most abhorrent of circumstances. Her work, and that of her team, improved mortality rates considerably, and the world took notice. Returning home to an unexpected hero's welcome in 1856, she was awarded an engraved brooch by the Queen, which became known as the Nightingale Jewel. From the British government, she received a rather large monetary prize, which she reinvested in promoting sanitary conditions in hospitals everywhere and in training nurses. Florence Nightingale altered the perspective of those in high society. Because of her notoriety and the determination of her and those she worked with, the position of nurse was, instead of menial, now considered noble, and she was followed by many a society girl into the profession. By the time Florence was 38 years old, because of contracting Crimean fever, she was confined to bed in her home. But even from this challenge, she never stopped promoting the cause. She wrote books. She consulted with the government, the military, and doctors, and other health care providers from all over the world. She continued on in this type of service until she passed away on August 12, 1910, at the age of 90. The impact of the determination and focus of Florence Nightingale not only caused a shift in the perception of the noble work of nursing, it also caused a tectonic alteration in the practice of medicine and the role of cleanliness and hygiene in saving human life. So here's the ounce. Florence Nightingale has become a romanticized legend. Some of her accomplishments and the stories about her are questioned by academics and historians. However, in spite of her latter-day detractors, it cannot be denied that the force of the will of this woman has made a change in our world. She defied her family. She pushed back against society's expectations, overcame her detractors, and produced real, measurable results. Attitudes and the practices of healthcare were transformed. How did a little society girl make such a change? Well, she knew what she wanted, and she had the passion to pursue it. She didn't accept no as a final answer. She refused to ignore opportunities to do good. She and those who she worked with didn't back down. They used innovation and hard work to make things happen. Most of us will probably not have such a noticeable impact in our lives. There are only a few in history who have, and luckily we know some of their names. But everyone has the power to change their own little piece of the world. It's your choice. Florence Nightingale and others have set the pattern. What will you choose to do? And that's it. An ounce submitted for your consideration. Thank you for listening, subscribing to, and sharing an ounce. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time.
Hey, nice pet store. Gee, thanks, mister. Oh, hey, tell me, what kind of bird is that? The one in the corner. Gee, mister, don't you know? That's a nightingale. Her name is Florence. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Dang it. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.